0: is Daniel Bader, and you are listening to The Review, a podcast about products and the way they change our lives. This week, we're talking about the Sony Xperia Z5, or Z5, if you are somehow able to get a handle on this phone in the U.S., which is going to be pretty hard, because I don't believe it's sold there. But in Canada, the Z5 is sold exclusively through Bell, and we'll start there, because This is yet another example of a carrier exclusive, a rarity in the smartphone market today, but something that is a subject of fascination, both for me and the potential buyers uh, of this device and of devices like it. The reality is that a hardware exclusive is largely not the first choice of a handset manufacturer. You have to look at it from Sony's perspective. You have to say, does Sony really want to sell a phone at only one carrier when there are dozens of devices available across myriad carriers in Canada? But the reality is that the Android ecosystem is so saturated and there's so much choice that Sony and Bell... Pretty much had to come together to sell this phone. If you look at it from another way, Sony needed Bell's marketing support and they needed its financial support in order to make this phone a success. What that means for Bell is that they get to dictate more of the actual user experience than a typical phone from, say, Apple or Samsung. Now we have a phone that is preloaded with a number of Bell apps, Fybe, uh, Mobile TV, and My Account. Those are normal on a typical Bell-sold smartphone, and it's similar on TELUS and Rogers and many other carriers. But what's really interesting is the amount of uh, emphasis in Bell stores on this device. This is really being positioned as a hero product, not just because of the Uh, James Bond Spectre tie-in where Daniel Craig is being um, blown up to huge proportions and stuck on the the windows of the larger Bell stores. But from a customer service perspective, you'll be sure to see this mentioned alongside the Galaxy S6 Edge Plus and Note 5 and the iPhone 6S, largely because this is a high-end phone that is significantly cheaper than those aforementioned products, and for many Canadians looking to buy a phone on a two-year contract, the $200 price point that the Xperia Z5 is debuting at is largely and and definitely easier to stomach than the 300-plus uh, price point of uh, the you know the newest high-end galaxies. And, and iPhones so let's start there let's start with the phone itself this is a 5.2 inch uh, 1080p device uh, it's got a really nice display it's uh, one of the nicer 1080p panels that I've seen uh, it looks very similar to the Z3 it's a little bit thinner uh, it's a little bit more compact but ultimately it's a very similar device and it's a little squarer than most smartphones you'll see today, but it no longer has that boxy, it no longer gives off that really boxy impression uh, that the Z1, Z2 did. And uh, those were necessary because the phones were IP68 water resistant and dustproof. And there were a lot of compromises that came with it, including a number of very cumbersome tabs that would cover things like the uh, USB port, the microSD and uh, SIM card slots, and things like that. Somehow, and very thankfully, Sony has overcome those issues. So this phone only has a single tab for the dual SIM card and microSD slot. Uh, The USB port is now on the bottom, and it is no longer covered up and the uh, headphone jack is on the top, and it's not covered up either, which means that these can fill with water and not be affected. Now, Sony is moving away from advertising the uh, Xperia products as fully waterproof, uh, even though IP68 says that you can immerse this up to one meter for 30 minutes in water. Uh, Sony says that you pr- they prefer you didn't, and that uh, there is a chance of water damage uh, even though the phones have been hardened against ingress. But what this means is that if you're out on uh, on the town and it's raining and it gets uh, a little bit um, splashed with water or rain, you shouldn't have to worry too much about it affecting the longevity or the performance of the device. Obviously, the screen is difficult to use when itself is covered in water, but that is a reality of uh, just capacitive displays in general, but you should be able to dry this off with uh, no repercussions. Along the right side of the device uh, is uh, the most interesting part. You have the power button, which is now recessed, and it now carries a fingerprint sensor, which is uh, one of the, the for a right-hander at least, one of the the better positions that I've found on a device, since I you tend to hold that device, you tend to hold a phone Um, with the thumb resting against that part of the phone anyway Uh, so just naturally unlocking it and um, naturally turning it on rather and unlocking it with a a single motion is is very convenient and I and I find that uh, quite intuitive compared to the front-facing fingerprint sensors on the iPhone and Galaxy uh, but it's still uh, not the best fingerprint sensor I've used. It's very finicky. I've had to retrain it several times because after uh, a few weeks, the phone somehow lost the ability to um, recognize my fingerprint, even though it was still registered. Not sure what happened there. Uh, that leads me to the software because the Xperia Z5 has a very clean, un, you know, un. Um, Change or mostly unchanged uh, skin of Android 5.1.1 Lollipop. Uh, There are a few changes. Uh, Obviously, Sony's bundled a bunch of its own apps, and its launcher looks a little bit different. Plus, Sony has these small apps that they've been bundling on the phone, which are kind of like floating widgets that I really don't recommend using. They're kind of useless on a screen size of uh, 5.2 inches. But the uh, performance uh, on the phone is pretty good. The, The problem is that the software is not great, Uh, it's kind of buggy, I've had random restarts many times, more often than on any other phone I can recall in recent memory, Uh, but hopefully that gets fixed up with a software update. The phone runs the Snapdragon 810 chip, which has come under attack for overheating, for throttling under, um, under heavy load. I did not notice anything like that here. Obviously, if you really go at it with uh, heavy gaming, that could be the case, but in everyday use, the Snapdragon 810 is a very capable and fast chip and is likely to be the best chip that you'll find in a smartphone, uh, aside from the A9 and the iPhone 6S, until the uh, Qualcomm Snapdragon 820 debuts early next year. Um, You could argue that Samsung's Exynos 74 20 chip in the Galaxy S6 is faster and it is in some instances, but you won't notice a large difference in day-to-day use. I will say that the 5.2 inch size of the phone is a really nice compromise. Obviously, uh, we've seen flagships increase in size over the last couple of years, but now they've sort of bifurcated into the regular flagship size. You see that in this phone, in the Galaxy S6's uh, 5.1-inch screen, in the HTC One A9's 5-inch screen. And then you'll see the larger phablets uh, being released by the same companies, so the Galaxy S6 Edge Plus, the Note 5 are 5.7 inches, the iPhone uh, 6S Plus is 5.5 inches, and obviously Sony Um, Well, not obviously because I haven't mentioned it, but Sony is also releasing the Xperia Z5 Premium, which is a 5.5-inch device with the first 4K display uh, ever seen on a smartphone, and we'll be reviewing that later in the year. But this phone comes up short in many ways, not because of any fault of its own, but because it's merely overshadowed by so many other devices already on the market. It's got a 23-megapixel sensor. It's a Sony-built sensor. It's the company's latest and greatest, and it does a really great job. It has a, uh, it couples with the double, the, the two-step uh, camera shutter on the right side of the device, and it's very good. It's very nice uh, to have that shutter button, and I really appreciated having it, especially since you can activate the camera from uh, sleep, just so take, take your phone out of your pocket, activate that camera, and you're good to go, and the camera takes great sh- great shots. It's got some uh, good default settings. It has a manual mode that, while underwhelming, still lets you tweak uh, a lot of things with the the photos. But it doesn't completely, uh, you know, defeat the Galaxy S6, the LG G4, the iPhone 6S, the Nexus 6P. It's got a higher resolution uh, sensor, and the camera app, which was recently updated, has been vastly and greatly improved over uh, Sony's previous version, but this is still not the best camera on the market. Despite what DxOMark says, I think that the Galaxy S6 Edge Plus and Note 5 are actually uh, better. They also run Sony sensors, but the lenses are slightly better in that phone, uh, in, the, in those phones, and performance is a little bit better. I've found in the Exynos chip compared to the Snapdragon 810. Um, You're not going to notice a huge difference in low light. The Xperia Z5 is good, but not great. The Nexus 6P, iPhone 6S Plus are better in that regard. And that's because the the, the pixel sizes in those sensors are actually a lot better, a lot bigger. We have 1.1 micron pixels here. Uh, Without getting too technical, what that means is that it lets in a little bit less light than the average um, smartphone sensor. But you have so many more pixels to work with, when you're shooting at the highest resolution, you get a lot more detail. The problem is that Sony defaults to an 8-megapixel by 9 sensor in superior auto mode, which negates a lot of the advantages of having such a high-resolution sensor. uh, What it means is that it uses interpolation or oversampling to combine pixels together to get a a sharper shot and a a better shot in low light. And while that does have some effect, I really didn't see a big advantage to shooting in the lower resolution in superior auto. Sony's missed the mark again with its um, post-processing as well. The photos that you get from this phone seem a little bit um, washed out. They don't have as much detail as a uh, Samsung, uh, you know, the the Galaxy S6. And overall, I just found the phone, uh, phone's camera to be somewhat underwhelming, especially since it lacks optical image stabilization. And the software stabilization wasn't quite able to match the Galaxy uh, S6 Edge Plus and Note Five um, in in terms of overall stability. So. Where does that leave you? Well, you have a twenty-nine mega twenty-nine hundred milliamp hour battery. Uh, it's, it claims two day battery life. I got around a day and a half of mixed use, so that's really good. And uh, we have a nice build. The backing is now made of tempered glass. It's a little bit uh, more aesthetically pleasing than the plain glass that the Z3 had. It's easy to use in one hand. It's a little bit angular, so the the this, the uh, edges kind of dig into your hand if uh, if you're trying to reach the top of the screen but overall I actually think this is a very nice looking phone and Samsung may have a better product overall in the Galaxy S6 and the S6 Edge and its derivatives and I think Sony has improved so many things about this phone but it falls short in just being overwhelmed by all these other products on the market, there's something out there that's better at everything than the Xperia Z5, and you really have um, you know, a limited number of, of things that this is really that much better at. It has dual front-facing speakers, which sound good. It's got that great um, rear camera, uh, but it's not the best. It's got a uh, fingerprint sensor, but it's not the best. It runs Android 5.1, which is... Uh, good, but it's not the latest version. So you have, um, you know, Android six on the Nexus six P, which is better. And the price at one hundred and ninety nine on a two year contract or six forty nine outright is also uh, not as attractive as uh, some of the the nicer mid range phones. And it's not necessarily a better deal than the six P unless you're looking for um, a smaller device. So. Where does that leave Sony? Uh, Sony's partnered with Bell. Bell will hopefully market this uh, successfully and really push it into people's hands, and I really would like this phone to be a, a success for Sony, a company that's been struggling for a long time. I'm a little bit disappointed that the Compact equivalent, the Xperia Z5 Compact, did not make it to Canada this time. Instead, Bell, uh, which, which exclusively sold the Xperia Z3 Compact last year, uh, decided to go with the larger premium version rather than, than outfit its entire lineup with, uh, with Sony's three phones. And I, I can understand that um, because people are looking for big phones rather than small phones. And I can imagine the Compact was not a great seller for Sony last year. But as I said, the phone just does not make me go wow, I need to get this in any real way. It's a great smartphone and it's going to uh, be hopefully uh, a success for the company. But at the end of the day, I just think that you have better choices in almost every regard. So that's uh, how I see the Sony Xperia Z5. Um, If you disagree, let me know why. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Talk to you on the next one. And uh, my name is Daniel with Mobile Stirrup.